Welcome to the What is Stoicism podcast. In this episode, I hope to provide you with a straightforward understanding of what the dichotomy of control is and how you can use it in your Stoic practice. The dichotomy of control as a Stoic concept comes to us from Epictetus. He describes it as follows at the beginning of his Enchiridion, quote, Some things are within our power, while others are not. Within our power are opinion, motivation, desire, aversion, and in a word whatever is of our own doing. Not within our power are our body, our property, reputation, office, and in a word whatever is not of our own doing. End quote. In other words, the only things we are in complete control of are our judgments and our actions. Everything else in life, including things like wealth, health, and other people's opinions depend to some extent on external circumstances. We can try to influence these things, but ultimately we do not have complete control over them. Armed with the definition of the dichotomy of control, Epictetus tells us that our job is then to develop the wisdom to distinguish what things are and what things are not within our control. We should then deliberately focus on what is within our control and work on accepting what is not. Again, from Epictetus and his discourses, Quote, the chief task in life is simply this, to identify and separate matters so that I can say clearly to myself which are externals not under my control and which have to do with the choices I actually control. Where then do I look for good and evil? Not to uncontrollable externals, but within myself, to the choices that are my own. End quote. In his book, The Stoic Guide to a Happy Life, Massimo Pigliucci cites a passage of Cicero's as the best metaphor he has come across to properly understand the dichotomy of control. Here's what Cicero said, quote, If someone were to make it their purpose to take a true aim with a spear or arrow at some mark, their ultimate end, corresponding to the ultimate good, as the Stoics pronounce it, would be to do all they could to aim straight. The person in this illustration would have to do everything to aim straight, yet although they did everything to attain their purpose, their ultimate end, so to speak, would be what corresponded to what we call the chief good in the conduct of life, whereas the actual hitting of the mark would be in our phrase, to be chosen, but not to be desired, end quote. Massimo Pigliucci goes on to clarify Cicero's metaphor, quote, It comes naturally to think that the dichotomy is too strict. Surely there are a number of things that fall in between the two control and no control categories. Think of it this way. As clearly illustrated in Cicero's passage, everything we influence can in turn be broken down into the two components of control and no control. Practicing archery belongs to the first, a gust of wind to the second, the choice of when to let the arrow go to the first, a sudden evasive maneuver by the target to the second, and so on. The most important passage in Cicero's metaphor is the very last one. Hitting the mark is to be chosen but not to be desired. Obviously the archer intends to hit the target, that's the whole point. Similarly, we prefer to be healthy rather than sick, wealthy rather than poor, and so forth. But because these outcomes are not entirely under our control, and assuming we have done our best regarding what is under our control, then our self-worth should not depend on hitting the target, or being healthy, wealthy, etc. In life, sometimes we win and sometimes we lose, So equanimity toward outcomes, we choose them but don't desire them, is the only reasonable attitude to cultivate.
end quote. Putting the dichotomy of control to use in everyday life is a powerful technique. It's simple in its implementation, but it does take practice. Here's a short writing exercise you can use to try and build the skill. Choose an event that has recently caused you some difficulty or that you're still having trouble with. To ensure that you aren't taking on too much too soon, pick an event that wasn't or isn't too distressing. As Epictetus said, start with things of little value. As you get more comfortable with the technique, you can progress to matters of greater consequence. Take a blank page and draw a line down the middle. Label your two columns, completely within my control and not completely within my control. For the event you've chosen, describe briefly why it's bothering you, then list its components. Write each component in the relevant column. If something in the second column seems to be partially within your control, it may be useful to separate its components out further. You should notice that your completely within my control list consists mainly of judgments you make and actions you take. This gives you an actionable list of things you can focus on, and this practical focus should make it easier to accept and let go of the things that are outside your control. An example event might be something like an upcoming job interview where you're worried that you won't be able to answer the questions and therefore won't be offered the job. Splitting up the components of this event, you might say that your intention to show up on time is completely within your control, whereas actually showing up on time is not because some accident or delay could prevent it. Preparing as best you can is completely within your control, whereas the questions you'll be asked is not. Adopting a professional but friendly attitude is completely within your control, whereas whether the interviewers adopt the same attitude is not. And viewing the interview as valuable experience for future interviews is within your control, whereas the decision to offer you a job or not is not within your control. Through this exercise, you're able to place a greater focus on the elements of the situation that are under your control, namely your judgments and your actions in relation to it. Even though you've taken some of your attention away from your preferred outcome, which is ultimately outside your control, you've ironically given yourself a better chance of achieving that outcome by concentrating more on your preparation and attitude. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the What is Stoicism podcast. If you'd like to support the show, please consider taking a second to leave a rating and a review. It's a good way to let me know you're getting value from the content and it helps more people discover the show. I appreciate your support. Thanks so much. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, I recommend checking out the Stoic Handbook podcast by John Brooks. It's one I've been a fan of myself for a while. It has great reviews. John publishes regular episodes that are always filled with practical wisdom and it's available on all the usual podcast platforms. You can also find it on the web at stoichandbook.buzzsprout.com. Thanks again for listening.